It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Black Monday came early once again in Carolina as the Panthers have fired head coach Frank Reich. And while this may be cause for celebration for some, the problem in Carolina remains David Tepper. And until that problem is fixed, we'll continue to have these conversations every single year. We'll talk about it right now on Locked On Panthers. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, your team every day. That's our motto here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe or follow the show for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And it's important that you do that because I am live right now here on YouTube. YouTube at noon Eastern, breaking down the Carolina Panthers, fine Frank Reich. So go ahead and subscribe. Appreciate all 7,000 plus of you that have done so over on the YouTubes. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter at Julian Council, where on Wednesdays throughout the rest of the regular season, I'll be answering your weekly Wednesday mailbag questions either at me or DM me over on Twitter at Julian Council to get into this week's edition of the weekly Wednesday mailbag right here on Locked on Panthers. Today's episode of Locked on Panthers is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked on NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Well, for the second year in a row, Black Monday has come early for the Carolina Panthers. It happened last year after Matt Rule got off to a 1-4 and four start, being embarrassed at home by the San Francisco 49ers. And it has happened again this year as Frank Reich has been relieved of his head coaching duties after an embarrassing 1-10 start and another anemic offensive performance in a 17-10 loss on the road on Sunday to the Tennessee Titans, who entered that game with only three wins on the season. This one's easy, y'all. Just like last year's was easy, even though David Tepper, who will not speak to the media until Tuesday morning at 1030 alongside interim head coach Chris Tabor, uh, he told us last year that, oh, you know the reason why he was fired. Never wanted to explain uh, the reason why Matt Rule was fired, but he did let us know that he reads Scott Fowler of the Charlotte Observer's columns, so that was nice. But this is very easy to figure out why Frank Reich is no longer the Carolina Panthers head coach. The Carolina Panthers had a head coach last year. When everything seemed lost, the team starting off one and four, the offense got awful. Baker Mayfield, who they traded for late uh, before training camp, he was injured. The season seemed to be over. We were talking about fire sale in Carolina. The Panthers were off to a one and five start after the first game under Steve Wilkes as their head coach and an embarrassing performance offensively again on the road against Los Angeles. But from that point moving forward, Steve Wilkes was able to find an identity 
with the Carolina Panthers offense. They were going to play smash mouth, downhill running football. That's what they were going to do, and they were going to pick their moments in the passing game with DJ Moore and Terrace Marshall. But they were a running football team. So successful to the point where they put up the highest yardage total in franchise history on that new that Christmas Eve win against the Detroit Lions. Steve Wilkes had this team at 500 after his 12 games as the interim head coach. He had a team that was left for dead by the owner and by the previous head coach Matt Rule early on in the season in October he had them within a game one win away from being NFC South division champions and he had won over a locker room that wanted him to be the head coach a fan base that sure plenty of people said ah I don't want Ron Rivera 2.0 would be a lot nicer than what you just got the last 11 games right right but people, some of them didn't want it. A lot of people want it now or wanted it then. Not quite sure who's telling the truth, who's not telling the truth. But the Carolina Panthers had a head coach. They had someone who could lead men. Sure, he wasn't some offensive guru. You question, would he be able to bring in the kind of offense that could be innovative innovative, and that could help the Panthers stay among the top in the, or be among the top of the NFL and be competitive week in and week out? There were questions about that, obviously. But Steve Wilkes proved that he had been good enough to get the job long-term here in Carolina. But David Tepper decided that, no, Steve Wilkes, thank you for your service. I want to go out there and get an offensive head coach, the first in franchise history. I want to get an experienced head coach who can work with a rookie quarterback. So the Carolina Panthers hired Frank Reich. And on paper, it made a lot of sense. Reich had a work of Andrew Luck only for a season, but had success there. Had had Phillip Rivers his last year in Indianapolis when Rivers in the NFL. He had success there. And yes, there had been a Jacoby Brissett years. It had also been the year of Carson Wentz and what we saw the year prior with Matt Ryan. So up and down, he would understand, like Carolina, how difficult it is to win in this league with the quarterback carousel. But he was someone who had played quarterback in this league, had coached quarterbacks, and he had been the offensive coordinator for a Super Bowl winning team in Philadelphia not too long ago. So on paper, it made sense. And oh yeah, too, he was the first ever quarterback here in franchise history through the first ever touchdown pass here in Carolina. It was a nice feel-good story. Although, you could also look at Steve Wilkes, actually from Charlotte, having been here when the Carolina Panthers had Ron Rivera as the head coach and had success going to the playoffs four out of five seasons. And you could have seen that. That actually is a real homecoming story. But still, for Frank Reich, you understood why David Tepper would want to make this move. And with bringing in Frank Reich, David Tepper decided that he was going to throw out whatever money available to bring in what we have dubbed as an all-star coaching staff. Thomas Brown came over from Los Angeles, the Rams, where he was working as a tight end coach. He was going to bring over Sean McVay's system and marry it with Frank Reich's system. He's someone people have dubbed as a future head coach. Parks Frazier, who Frank Reich initiated his wedding he would call plays last year in Indianapolis after Reich was fired and Jeff Saturday took over. He was going to follow Frank Reich. Jim Caldwell was going to take over a senior offensive role for the offense. Josh McCown, who had opportunities, probably would have been the Houston Texans coach if something called the Rooney Rule didn't exist. He was going to come over and help Bryce Young and whoever, well, really, whoever the rookie quarterback was going to be. It all made sense. On paper, it looked great. But once the season started, it was a complete disaster. So when you bypass a leader of men in Steve Wilkes who got a flawed roster 
to the precipice of a division title in favor for a experienced offensive coach with an all-star coaching staff that you paid, David Tepper. This is the result when your offense is as bad as it has been here in Carolina this season and your rookie quarterback that who you have given up the farm for has not developed at all. He looks worse than Will Levis, who you passed on. He looked worse so far than Anthony Richardson, only played like two and a half games this season. And yes, we all know that he does not look anywhere near as good as C.J. Stroud has looked so far in Houston this season. When you combine all of that, this is the decision that has to be made by the owner, David Tepper. The offense was a complete joke. We still have no idea what exactly Frank Reich and Thomas Brown and all of them were trying to accomplish over the past 11 games here in Carolina. We saw the screen pass on fourth and six on Sunday that ended the game, and we're all being honest with ourselves, I hope, knowing that even if they convert, they're not going to score a touchdown. And that was really the overarching point in why things needed to change here in Carolina. They have no offensive weapons. They've had nine different guard combinations this season. But you look at the defense, and they have way more injury issues, and they're not performing as bad. Not even bad at all, looking at what the offense has done so far this season. The Panthers rank 30th in total offense, 30th in passing offense, 29th in points per game. And really, what's actually important, they're 31st in yards per play. Last in yards per attempt, passing-wise, Bryce Young is 29th in QBR among 30 qualified quarterbacks. He is sandwiched in between Mac Jones at 28th, who was benched yet again on Sunday, and Zach Wilson at 31st, who is the worst quarterback in the league and an absolute bust and should get every single person in New York fired with the Jets. Bryce Young is 29th in completion percentage. 33rd in yards per attempt, 30th in passer rating out of 33 qualified quarterbacks. Your quarterback is among the worst in the league because of what you put around him in the offensive scheme and structure that was supposed to be able to help elevate him this year as a rookie. The Panthers have failed offensively. Frank Reich failed. Thomas Brown, who still remains here, he has failed. Parks Frazier has failed. Deuce Staley, James Campen, Sean Jefferson, everyone on that offensive coaching staff has failed. Scott Fitterer has failed to put this team together to help Frank Reich, to help Bryce Young, and he remains employed here to this day in Carolina. Of course, that's probably going to come to an end at some point in time. Why that wasn't also on Monday, I have no idea. We'll have to ask David Tepper on Tuesday morning at 10.30 to find out the answer there. But this one's simple. You had a head coach, you passed on him, you brought an experienced head coach, everything on paper made sense, go get a rookie quarterback, Sure, you had to give a lot to give them, including DJ Moore. Not ideal, but the structure, the coaching staff, that was supposed to be good enough to help Bryce Young come along to improve throughout the season and show that he could be the long-term answer who could win not a Super Bowl, but Super Bowls here in Carolina. And through 11 games, it is obvious that Frank Reich and the collection here on the offensive coaching staff, we're never going to be able to get those results out of Bryce Young. Maybe Bryce doesn't have it, but it was their job to help him, and they did not do that. So for now, the Carolina Panthers are without a head coach, at least a permanent one. It's now Chris Tabor and Frank Reich's last chance of being a head coach in the NFL only lasts 11 games, the second shortest tenure in the history of the National Football League. So thank you for your service, Frank Reich. 
and good riddance. Now, Frank Reich might be out here in Carolina, and I'm sure that's has a lot of people happy here on a Monday. But need I remind you, the real problem in Carolina, it ain't the head coach, it ain't the general manager, it ain't the quarterback, it certainly is not you, the fan, it's the owner, David Tepper. And until that problem is solved, we're going to have these conversations on an annual basis. We'll talk about that here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. See the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All-in prices show your total up front so you know you're getting a great deal without hidden fees. Buy tickets in seconds with just two taps. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNFL. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-F-L for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Frank Reich might be gone here in Carolina, but the real problem is still here in the organization, and that is the owner, David Tepper. David Tepper is the problem for the Carolina Panthers. David Tepper is the anti-hero. What I need David Tepper to know, and what I need him to do moving forward, is honestly to recite this lyric from Taylor Swift. She's pretty big now. Obviously, the Eras Tour. We're talking about Travis Kelsey dating her. It's relevant to the NFL story and relevant to the Carolina Panthers. What David Tepper needs to do every single morning until he gets it through his thick Yinzer skull, he needs to say this. It's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. Until he understands that he is the primary reason, the sole reason the Carolina Panthers are failing, this will continue to be the results with the football team and I guess also the football team in Charlotte FC. David Tepper is the issue. You can keep hiring and firing coaches, but if David Tepper continues to make the wrong decisions and continues to insert himself within the football conversation and team building side of this, the Panthers will continue to be the laughing stock of the NFL and one of the worst professional sports teams in America. Taking this from my buddy Brian Ives, who works at ACC Network, Charlotte Native, he put this out on Twitter. Since buying the Panthers, the team is 30-63. in 63. That's a 32% win percentage for the Carolina Panthers since David Tepper bought the team back in the summer of 2018. Only the Detroit Pistons, who have actually won the NBA multiple times, and the New York Jets, who also have a Super Bowl, are worse among the four major professional sports 
in America. That's the NFL, the NBA, the NHL, for whatever reason, and Major League Baseball. The Pistons have a 30% win percentage, and the Jets have a 30% win percentage as well at 30. That's 3-0-1. Pistons, 3-0-8. Panthers, 3-2-3. That's the company you have. The New York Jets and the Detroit Pistons. That's the company the Carolina Panthers are currently keeping right now when it comes to American professional sports. It's an embarrassment. If you actually want to look even closer at it, Jonathan Jones, a Charlotte Observer alum who is now the lead NFL insider for uh, CBSSports.com, he put this out there. Uh, In 2018, the Panthers had All or Nothing by Amazon right here filming the season. There was a lot of talk about, all right, here we go, had a bad season. Actually, they came off a, a playoff appearance, my, my, my mistake. They were 11-5, came up with a playoff performance. Cam Newton probably had one of those better performances in his career against New Orleans when he's having to throw to Brenton Burson and Kalen Clay and Devin Funches not adjusting to what it would have been the game-winning touchdown. That was the mess he had to deal with that day, but he was awesome in leading the Carolina Panthers to having an opportunity to win that football game in New Orleans. So David Tepper took over. People were excited, thinking, all right, got an owner with a lot of money. He's going to bring the Panthers into the 21st century. No more mom-and-pop shop with Jerry Richardson here in Carolina. The Panthers started off 6-2. and two. They had the Thursday night football game in Pittsburgh. David Tepper was excited, homecoming, to be there with the Roonies and all the other minority owners he had spent time with in Pittsburgh back in his hometown. And then T.J. Watt, hit Cam Newton's shoulder, and since then the Carolina Panthers are 24-61. and 61. That has really been the biggest issue for Carolina is the inability to find a starting quarterback of the caliber that Cam Newton was, but of the caliber necessary to win at a high level in the NFL today. And it's a problem a lot of franchises have out there, but this problem is really on the owner. It was David Tepper who said, I'm not a doctor, you're not a doctor, blah, 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 about Cam Newton, whether he would come back for the 2020 season. It was David Tepper who played coy on whether that would be the case. It was David Tepper who went out and got Honeywell to sponsor the off-season drama of whether Carolina Panthers were going to keep Cam Newton. Matt Rule saying, yeah, I want to work with Cam, but then also Matt Rule being, you know, not a big enough man to where he's, oh, I don't know if I can coach Cam Newton. I'm too small. I can't. He's too big of a personality. All that nonsense that happened during that offseason, and then they wait until free agency money has already gone and passed before saying, oh, hey, actually, Cam, we don't want you. You are free to seek a trade. So since then, they brought in Teddy Bridgewater, who, wow, surprise, surprise, was Teddy Bridgewater. 0 for 8 in situations to either tie or win the game. In those final minute drives, David Tepper, like many fans that fall, had seen enough. He mutually parted ways with Marty Herney a year too late, and said during that December press conference, you have to be in constant pursuit of finding that franchise quarterback. And until you have them, you got to go out there and get them. Letting everyone know with two games left of the season, Teddy Bridgewater was not going to be the starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers in 2021. So the plan to bring in Teddy to build the roster around, then insert a quarterback, was blown up after 14 games by the now known as the most impatient owner in the NFL, David Tepper. They went after Matthew Stafford. He fell in love in Cabo with Sean McVay. said, you know what? I've been in Detroit losing my entire career. I don't need to go to Carolina and go to another franchise where I'm just going to lose some more. I'm going to go to L.A. and win a Super Bowl. Great decision by Matthew Stafford. The Panthers also, for the first time, kicked the tires into Sean Watson, who told them for the first time, you know what, guys? I'm not really interested in that, but appreciate your consideration. 
So what that led them to do was overpay for Sam Darnold, the worst starting quarterback in the NFL for his first three seasons in New York. And to boot, they decided to exercise his fifth-year option. And surprise, surprise, Sam Darnold sucked and still sucks today. Uh, they failed again to get Deshaun Watson, as Deshaun told him, I'm not really interested in playing for your franchise, but go ahead, try and bring me here. And it didn't happen. They tried to facilitate trade Baker Mayfield. Didn't work out. They panicked and moved up to get Matt Corral. No longer on the roster. Baker Mayfield didn't work out primarily because he's not that guy. And you wait until July to bring him to Carolina. Then they traded for Bryce Young. And that has led us to the current predicament of the coaching staff. David Tepper chose over Steve Wilkes not being good enough to elevate Bryce Young if Bryce is even the long-term answer here in Carolina. So the lack of patience from David Tepper as far as the quarterback position is one of the biggest issues this franchise has. It's not just that. His head coaching hires have been an abject disaster. Let's just look here with the Carolina Panthers. He decided to move on from Ron Rivera. I actually applaud him. One of the few things I applaud for actually being patient when it came to David Tepper. He got Tepper he, when it came to Ron Rivera, rather. Ron Rivera had taken the Panthers to the playoffs in 2017 for the past five years. He had just bought the team in 2018. Yeah, keep them along. They were 6-2. and two. Things went poorly in the second half of the season as Cam's shoulder was falling apart. We understood why that was happening. And then Cam gets hurt again in New England in week three of the preseason. Doesn't look right against the Rams. And we knew he wasn't right against the Buccaneers when they're deciding to hand the ball to McCaffrey instead of the best short yardage player in the NFL at that point in time in Cam Newton. And that was the last we saw of Cam until, well, surprisingly so later on in the 2021 season when that was a really fun day that did not amount to anything other than more heartache for Carolina Panther fans. So really, you look at it, Matt Rule was not great. As we know, he went 11 and 27, was fired after week five of last season. He had Perry Fuel, he had Ron Rivera. If you want to count Perry Fuel as the interim, he had Steve Wilkes, who went six and six, and now he's had Frank Reich, who went one and 10. So that's six coaches in six seasons when you count interims. Congratulations, Chris Tabor. You are now the sixth coach for David Tepper. If you want to look at the soccer team as well, Charlotte FC received an MLS bid for expansion back on December 17th. 2019. David Tepper spent the next 18 months, I would hope, scouring the globe to find a soccer coach. Unlike the NFL, where there's a finite amount of candidates who can actually lead a professional football team, soccer's a global game. Everywhere in the world, they have a professional soccer league. Everywhere. Pretty big candidate pool. He spent 18 months, and on July 7, 2021, he went out there and hired Miguel Angel Ramirez. He lasted 14 league matches. He decided to replace him with his interim, Christian Latanzio, who was fired earlier this month, back on the 8th, after his first full season. That's going to mean three coaches in three seasons for David Tepper. So he's averaging a coach a season, both on the football side of things and, well, yes, again, on the football side of things. And need I remind you, Nick Kelly, considered by Sports Business Journal as one of the up-and-coming sports business leaders, all of a sudden just disappeared one day. Still don't know what happened there. Tom Glick, who was his first CEO, disappeared one day. He's now with Chelsea over in Europe. A much better job, obviously. So, But no explanation to why those guys left. And there's Rock Hill. And there's just all the things that we have gone over here on the podcast ad nauseum. David Tepper is the problem. David Tepper is the one who wanted to move up to number one. And whether Frank Reich really wanted Bryce Young or not, it did not matter. 
David Tepper was not going to allow that organization to move up and not get the quarterback that he wanted. David Tepper is the reason why the Panthers hired Matt Rule. He's the reason why they moved off of Cam Newton. He's the reason why all these quarterback decisions they have made have gone so horribly wrong so far. He's the decision maker here in Carolina. He brought in Scott Bitterer. These are his hires, and he is an active participant, and he is holding back this franchise from having any sort of success. He's the problem. And until he figures it out, this is our reality. We're all going to be held hostage here by David Tepper. Like, for people who are Charlotte FC fans, I don't understand why you would actively sign up for that. At least with the Panthers, they had been around for 24 years before David Tepper even came to Carolina. So... You grew up with the team. You already embraced the team. You can't control the owner there, but you can definitely control signing up for an MLS team owned by David Tepper. Like, I will never understand why people do that. Hey, you know, support the local team, all that, but that's just crazy to me. Just after everything you had seen with David Tepper to think that would be a good idea. And here we are, all hostages to this carpet-bagging Yankee who does not have a clue how to run a professional sports franchise here in this country. So until it gets fixed... Here we are. So what does this mean for Bryce Young? Because David Tepper made this decision because of Bryce Young and trying to help Bryce Young. Will it help Bryce Young this year? In the future, that's all to be determined. We'll talk about it here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. So you can bet on the Chiefs, you can bet on the Milwaukee Bucks, you can bet on, I don't know who's good in the NHL. The Penguins, are they still good? You can bet on all any of those teams, money line, if they win. 150 bucks. We could all use that this holiday season. And if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action than right now. We're heading into December of the NFL season. Playoffs are right around the corner for everyone not named the Carolina Panthers. The NBA is back in-season tournament. If you're into that, that's going on. College basketball, both men's and women's, and college football conference championship weekend is here. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and so much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off. Well, even though we're kind of 12 weeks through into it, the NFL season, FanDuel official partner of the NFL. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Before coming on here to do the show, and I appreciate all of you. I mean, 268 people live right now at 1226 Eastern Standard Time here um, on this Monday as Frank Reich has been fired in Carolina. Uh, 270 now. Appreciate every single one of you who are live with me right now and who have come and gone here on the show. Incredible. The highest numbers ever had for a live show here on YouTube. Appreciate the support. Um, but yeah, we're here. Of course, discussing Frank Reich no longer being Carolina and the real problem for the Panthers being David Tepper is a terrible owner and the biggest competitive advantage in sports is ownership. And David Tepper said he would never put this organization at a competitive disadvantage, which is why he went out there 
and fired Ron Rivera four weeks left into the season, going out to give the, time, the team some time, and that's why he's now fired uh, Frank Reich, and that's why he fired Matt Rule last year. And by the way, speaking of that, because he wanted to get ahead of the hiring process, uh, do the NFL rules. The Panthers cannot interview in person a head coaching candidate currently employed by another team until after the divisional round of the playoffs. So that's the week of January 22nd. So he can't do anything for two months. We're just sitting here waiting for two months before we can really interview anybody. Now, I feel like we know who he's going to try and go after. Ben Johnson, who told him last year, thanks, but no thanks. I love North Carolina, but I don't love it enough to work for you. Uh, He stayed in Detroit and turned out to be the right decision as the Lions are pretty good this year. And I guess Super Bowl contenders, Lions Super Bowl contenders doesn't really doesn't make sense, but maybe that's actually the case. So we'll see, but it's going to be a while before this gets figured out, which is why I told y'all um, after the game yesterday that selfishly, uh, David Tepper, just wait till the end of the season because you can't do anything anyways. Uh, you can't hire anybody. You can only interview people that are out there um, available. Like, is he going to interview Jim Harbaugh? I think he's going to be playing for a national championship like on the 20th or whatever it is in January. So I don't know. Um, but either way, what does this mean for Bryce Young? Well, what it means right now is that Chris Tabor is the interim. He held the same role two years ago when another dunce was the head coach up there in Chicago and Matt Nagy, who I'm sure will fail his way upward whenever Andy Reid retires and become the head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs because that's how the NFL unfortunately works. Uh, Jim Caldwell has now moved into a special advisor role working with the offense um, so what has he been doing this whole time? What was the point of bringing him in here? I don't know, but he's going to be working with the offense. He's going to be helping Thomas Brown, who I guess is going to get play calling duties back after having him for three weeks and getting him taken away for the last two weeks. He's now gets the last laugh. I suppose he won't be here in a couple weeks anyway. So cool. Thomas Brown will now be, I suppose a play caller will get all these answers at 1030 on Tuesday morning when David Tepper uh, comes out of hiding to let us know maybe. He he didn't let us know anything last year other than that he reads Scott Bauer columns. Uh, Maybe he'll let us know he listens to Locked On Panthers. If he did, then he would have never, you know, said yes to Sam Darnold. So I guess he doesn't. Um, I hope he wouldn't because I've been calling him a carpetbacking Yankee for like three years now. Uh, Anywho, for Bryce Young... Really, this decision's about his development or lack thereof this season. C.J. Stroud's looked better. Maybe C.J. Stroud's going to be a better player and is a, is a better player. I, I don't know. I still am willing to give it more time, uh, give Bryce Young an actual offensive line, actual running game, actual receiving threats aside outside of uh, Adam Thielen and an actual head coach and play caller, and then I will be willing to really start the evaluation. Now, Bryce has not looked like the ready-made quarterback we thought he would, uh, but everything around him has been effed up beyond belief. It's been foobar, dude. So, ugh, hard to really sit here and pass too much judgment on Bryce Young, even though I even though I know people are doing that because a lot of people don't understand that football is a team game. It's not just the quarterback. Obviously, quarterback's an important element, like the most important element, but it's a team game. And if you don't have an offensive line that can protect, you don't have a running game, you don't have receivers, really hard to have success as a quarterback, even if you are one of the all-time greats. So they did this to help Bryce Young moving forward. I don't know how this is going to help him this season. Uh, for me, this looks like a lost season for Bryce Young. And is it really lost? He got the play. Obviously, that's important. Getting experience, that's great. But he's really picked up some bad habits and tendencies that are going to be potentially difficult to erase whenever a new coaching staff comes in here and works with him in the offseason. The most important thing for Bryce Young moving forward 
is stability. The Panthers have not had stability. Again, six coaches in six seasons since David Tepper has taken over. Really, Ron Rivera for two years and Perry Fuel just hanging out for four weeks because they had to go out there and do it. And then I mean, Wilkes actually felt like he had an opportunity. David Tepper told us he would have to do an amazing job, and I feel like he did. And, of course, David Tepper said, nah, I'm good. Uh, but there's not been stability here in Carolina. We're looking at probably the third general manager under David Tepper in those six seasons. That's not ideal. They need to find the right coach. They need to find the right general manager, and that is a tall task considering the owner is clueless. But the hope, finger crossed, the hope is that he'll do that and provide stability for Bryce Young. That's what he needs. He does not need to be learning a new offense every year and every offseason. He does not need to be having a different play caller every few weeks. He needs stability. So for the next six weeks, the stability will be Chris Tabor as the interim head coach, and I imagine Thomas Brown as a play caller. And then after that, we try again. Well, we, as in David Tepper, he tries again to not piss off the entire city and fan base nationwide and worldwide. We'll see how he does it, but it is uh, it is difficult to see a path forward where David Tepper actually gets it right. Now, that's not positive, but it's just the reality of the situation that we've seen so far. I have little reason to believe that David Tepper is going to all of a sudden figure things out here in Carolina. My hope is that happens, but man, it's the hope that kills you. That's going to wrap up this edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. Again, y'all subscribe or follow the show for free on YouTube, where we have 301 people live right now. Thank you to all of you that have been here live with me on today's show. And you can also check out the podcast wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian Council, where on Wednesday I'll be back to answer your weekly Wednesday mailbag questions. Now, David Tepper is going to speak to the media on Tuesday at 10.30. Chris Tabor, same case. So, going to be interesting how I do the uh, show schedule this week because we have the crossover, which is honestly meaningless because who cares about the game on Sunday. Um, so, I'm going to, I'll figure out how that schedule is going to work out because I'm going to probably need to do two shows for Wednesday, one being the mailbag and then one being the reaction to whatever nonsense David Tepper is going to try and uh, shovel down our throats tomorrow so yeah just stay tuned that's why subscribe to the show on youtube and wherever you get your podcasts and it'll all be there in your feed uh but in the meantime be safe be happy be whole as always keep pounding and pray that david tepper doesn't f it up again if you're looking for the most comprehensive nfl draft coverage this offseason look no further than the locked on nfl scouting podcast Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. 
part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.